You're listening to ZZ Talk, a father-son generational podcast where we talk about entertainment, culture, and a variety of other subjects from the perspectives of both Gen Z and Gen X. I'm Noah. I'm Greg. And this is ZZ Talk. Welcome to the show. So Noah and I are back together in person and we are, I, I know I often say this, we're doing something different, but I'm going to call this a departure because we're staying uh, true to our commitment to watching new things. And in doing so, we decided this week that rather than doing something, uh, a new movie, we do a new something else. And that new something else is the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh docu-series, if you will, mm-hmm. documentary that uh, just premiered on Netflix. So if you don't know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, well, we know you know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. He mm-hmm. is, and apparently, according to at least one line in this documentary, he is the most famous man in the world. I think that Did would... you pick up on that? Yeah, and that's something we can talk about, but the man definitely has confidence, and I think he, um, you know, as we sort of talk about this... We can talk more, not just about the film itself, but just Arnold as as he is and as he presents himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, I have been around for all of... Long, well, long time. Not all of Arnold's life, because the man is 75, and of course, we all know I'm 40. But, um, the, no, I'm not. But all of this is to say, I have sort of ridden the tide with Arnold, because I vaguely remember his bodybuilding days. I mean, how can you not recognize Arnold Schwarzenegger as the premier or a premier bodybuilder. I mean, look mm-hmm. at him. Um, but also as an actor from the very beginning to the, you know, rode the whole wave of his, you know, Conan the Barbarian to the height of his popularity and then sort of, you know, like the, the ebb and flow of everything. Yeah. His popularity waned because he had been there, done that, and then chose to go into politics. So it's been fun to uh, watch that and now go back. It's uh, almost like Blackberry, the episode that we did a couple of weeks ago, yeah. in that I remember all of that happening and the whole story arc, the rise and fall. And I'm not going to call this a rise and fall story because it's certainly not, but it chronicles the life of, of a man who um, is clearly, clearly highly motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is someone who frankly does not want to accept no for an answer. And I don't think most of us want to accept no for an answer. Arnold simply wouldn't accept no for an answer. Every time, according to this documentary, and what I have witnessed over my lifetime, every time Arnold set his sights on a particular goal. Now, we all have lots of goals that sometimes we achieve, sometimes we don't. But for the big things, the big rocks in the jar, according to this podcast, or excuse me, according to this documentary, Arnold achieved. So with that, Noah, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the format of this, where they can watch it. I think I've already mentioned it, but Mm -hmm. the length and and how you approached this docu-series. Sure. So uh, this documentary is on Netflix. It's three parts. Each is a little over an hour or so, and it chronicles Arnold in three phases of his career, and that is of the bodybuilder or athlete. Uh, the actor, the movie star himself, and uh, the American or the politician, depending on what phase of his life you know him as. Um, 
you can stand to learn a little bit more about the multi-layered career that he has had, which is very interesting. Um, but ultimately, it runs about, I want to say, three and a half hours. All a little less. Yeah, all together. Mm -hmm. So it's a relatively breezy watch, considering his long and storied career. Um, and it does a pretty good job going over his highs, but also it doesn't shy away from you know talking about his lows either. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a puff piece. And at the end of the day, I think most people recognize Arnold the actor more so than anything else. And they tend to forget about the other sides of him, perhaps in his late career or what made him in the first place. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool to see a chronicling of his life before he was famous and what led to his mindset and motivation to get here. And I think that's where the unique aspect of this documentary is because it is essentially Arnold himself sitting in a chair telling his story. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a lot more details that we can stand to learn about such a legend, uh, even if we know a pretty decent amount about him in the first place. Interesting that you say that most people know him as from being an actor, because I disagree. But that is a function of your perspective, your lens, right? Because sure. when you were growing up, well, that's not true. Before you grew up, in the 80s, he was the action star, right? But we watched a lot of Arnold movies, and you've watched a lot of movies because... We'll get Terminator 3, and yeah. um, he, he, does, he did some sequels when I was... But you're right, he was a politician. He was the governor of California. Really, during your lifetime, yeah. Because yeah. I remember the first time we ever saw a Hummer, um, I was like, what's that? And you said, well... Arnold Schwarzenegger has one of those, and he's really famous, so they've gotten very, very popular. Did I really? Yeah, that was all the way back in, like, 2003. And I remember, I'll always remember, Hummers were a product of him kind of endorsing it. And now I know why from uh, this documentary. So it's kind of cool. That is so interesting that you said that, because when they said Arnold was one of the first supporters mm -hmm. of the Hummer... I have no recollection of ever knowing that before this. Well, I think you knew that 20 years ago. Yeah. And perhaps... Uh, Maybe some know. things in my mind have replaced it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah. regardless, me going into this, I, you know, there's... I know plenty about the man. Um, I've watched Pumping Iron before, so I, I know a decent amount about his bodybuilding career and... You're in Pumping Iron too, right? <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> um, and obviously we went to Gold's Gym, which was his gym of choice and you know you saw the posters of mr universe mr olympia over there so like seven times over oh absolutely I, I, I did not realize i knew he was sort of the pinnacle of bodybuilding mm -hmm. but i had no idea that why he was the pinnacle of bodybuilding not mm -hmm. just because of his stature but he i should have looked at this prior to going you know recording this podcast but like seven time winner of mr universe or and then Mr. Olympia, I mean, it's just staggering. Oh, absolutely. First place recognition, the amount of first place recognition he's achieved. Absolutely. And we'll touch on that a little bit yeah. more when we get into like more spoiler territory. But um, yeah, I appreciated that. You know, I think for your generation, he's like our, he's like my generation's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, right? A hundred percent. I thought that, I thought 20 years from now, Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be doing a similar documentary. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And chronicling his career as a wrestler and then an actor, and who knows, he may become a politician himself at some point. I mean, I can definitely see that career trajectory. But, you know, it's interesting because, like I said before, I know about his bodybuilding phase. And, of course, I know him as an actor. I've seen nearly all of his action movies, and some of my best friends are big Arnold fans. So we used to watch, you know, movies like Commando, Predator, and... Um, 
uh, True Lies uh, mm-hmm. back when we were teenagers, and you know that, that that was that was really cool. So um, Grace I, is a big Arnold fan, isn't she? Uh, Grace, Grace, did you know Arnold? Did you know Arnold the man, the actor? How how familiar were you with him? I think just the bodybuilding stuff. The bodybuilding, the bodybuilding stuff. stuff. Okay. okay, all right. And just yeah. like he's like an incredible athlete. Yeah. No Welcome, Grace, to the studio audience. Hi. <laughs> Can we start coughing? No, no, no. That's totally fine. Yeah, Grace is our, uh, you know, Grace is our tiny stand-in for right now. She's our, um, she's our audience. She, no, she's not the only one in the audience. Yes, we also have Tucker here. Yes, and uh, Haas. I can do the laugh track. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, yeah, but anyway, I went into this knowing a decent amount about Arnold, but looking for a little bit more detail because I think the one aspect that I hadn't seen out of him was. Uh, him as a politician. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking on the internet to see what people's general opinion was of him, you know, years later and everything, because he wasn't just a typical Republican ticket politician. No. Um, he actually did a lot more to cross the aisle and extend an olive branch between well, he parties. He was married to a Kennedy, after all. Exactly. And that's something, you know, we'll get into later. But either way, whether you know all about him or very little about him besides, you know, one aspect of Arnold himself, it's a very inspiring documentary because the man never quit. And I really appreciate what I saw in the beginning because he mentioned something that says, I've always had this uncanny ability to see things so clearly. And I think he was differentiating between dreams and goals Mm -hmm. and working towards those and achieving them and it's very inspiring because you know last thing i'll say before we get into spoilers he's lived the life of three different men Mm -hmm. in one 75 year span Mm -hmm. and that obviously comes with extreme highs and extreme lows but ultimately um you know it's just a fascinating look at somebody that many people are familiar with and perhaps america's most popular immigrants ever mm-hmm. so so are you saying you like this are you prepared to to offer i mean we're not gonna talk about z's yet but yeah i'd say i liked it for sure um it never left me bored or anything like that i'd say i knew a lot of this information and some of it got confirmed um but at the same time i like that it was him telling the story but he was also honest enough to not just say i'm the best all the time i really appreciate the confidence this man has and he's not afraid to be confident but it's never it's never conceded, and I feel like he's earned that title because of his high celebrity status, him essentially creating the fitness bodybuilding industry, mm-hmm. as, it, as it were. And, um, you know, being a guy who had so much going against him and becoming the picturesque uh, example of an action hero, and then, for many people, a politician as well. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that, you know, when it comes to a man like that, you never know what he's going to do next because he had already been so successful. He could have just quit with his millions, but he still wanted to be a public servant. And I do appreciate, regardless of how everything shook out, what he has accomplished and uh, how he told his story. And I thought it was presented in a very inspiring way that was um, both understated, but in a way just exploratory and pretty thorough Mm -hmm. from what I saw. Yeah. Um, The documentary itself was easy enough to get through, and I appreciate that. You know, this is kind of this is kind of him, perhaps his last big retelling of his story, mm-hmm. and I think it's all encapsulating for a man who's in his late seventies. 
Well, I watch I watch a fair number of documentaries. Um, recent ones I've watched, well, the last few years, I've watched the Bee Gees one. I watched the <laughs> Tina Turner one. I watched the Donna Summer one. I watched the Hillsong one, the mm. Hillsong Church one. Uh, we watched several, and I'm going to go ahead and say that I felt like this was the best of the documentaries that I've watched. In fact, some of those documentaries I did not really enjoy or felt felt that they fell flat. Uh, and you know, big fan of some of those um, those artists that were chronicled in those documentaries. But I felt like this, maybe because it was on Netflix and not HBO Max or Max, whatever it's called now, or um, maybe it was just the production value. Maybe it was just that it was a three-part, very distinct three-part. I really like the the athlete, one hour, actor, second hour, third hour, the um, American. Mm-hmm. It it reinforced what I knew about um, what I, you know, for the most part knew about Arnold Schwarzenegger. But it did it in a nice uh, sort of concise, concise but expansive yeah. way. I really liked this documentary. I thought it was three hours well spent. Absolutely. I thought it was very well done. And yeah. I'd recommend it to anybody who is remotely too. interested in anything about it. And even him. if you're not interested in Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think there's some inspiration that can be taken from this. I mean, the man has made yeah. some very, very bad choices. Yeah, of course. And he admits to that, to your point. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you said, and I know we need to go into spoilers, but it's interesting you said you didn't think there was much arrogance. I thought for a time there was a little arrogance, but I also think sort of at the end, they sort of... It, it, it was reflective enough so that he realized that, in his words, nothing he did, he did by himself, which is the fact of the matter for all of us, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think he was able to acknowledge that he had achieved so much, mm-hmm. and that took a lot of willpower and goal setting and executing on that. But I think he also um, duly credits the people that helped him along the way mm-hmm. and um, you know, make sure to... Uh, obviously in be inclusive of his success right so at the end of the day it's it's good to see you know a man who's now in his mid-70s just reflect back on um all of that and you know not just say it was just me yeah right yeah agreed all right well we'll talk a little bit in spoiler territory here so if you haven't watched this um yet we encourage you to do so if you don't want to hear more detail about each of the three episodes maybe stop listening here but Please be sure to come on back so you can uh, hear our ultimate rating of this uh, docu-series. Um, but you have been warned. Spoiler territory. Here we come. All right. Cool. Um, I would say that what I didn't know about this documentary going in was just Arnold before he was himself, essentially. Him as a brand. Right. Um, and I thought it was interesting because he actually grew up in a very tough time. He had a very you know tough father. And generally, I think just life, especially in Austria around then, was, it was hard. Mm -hmm. It was very hard. But despite those hardships, he had this drive about him, and he eventually took interest in something that was very niche at the time. Mm -hmm. And I think I just respect so much that even at such a young age, he wanted to compete, and he was already... He already had all of his idols up in front of him. And he was just like, you know, I want to be like this. And people were endorsing that. They said, you know, there was something about him where he just made it look easy because he was so driven to achieve what he had, you know, envisioned for himself. And I think in a lot of ways, that's a really important thing to see because everybody has dreams. 
And while not every single dream is going to come true, I think he differentiates between the dream aspect of something and what it takes to actually get there. Mm -hmm. Because at a certain point, if you're just wishing for something, it's a wish. Mm -hmm. If you're working towards something, you're going to achieve that goal. And so I appreciate how he was talking about, well, you know, when I started out, you know, there's a lot of people who were just like, you know, what are you doing? This is, this isn't something that you're supposed to do. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. But he didn't want that. Um, and I also appreciate how he mentions that he was not successful first, like, you know, first and foremost, he eventually became a champion in his category for being, you know, essentially the world's strongest man or most aesthetic man, mm -hmm. uh, by winning so many titles. And it took him a while, despite that, because of his heavy accent, to get into the film industry as well. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it was kind of cool that really nothing was going for him until he did a documentary about himself, essentially, called Pumping Iron. Mm -hmm. And it showed that, I think that was the first time you could really see Arnold as a brand and get behind the person, which eventually led to his success as an mm -hmm. actor. Because he said, I love this line, he said, I think James Cameron called him and said, well, tell me about, you know, tell me about you as an actor. What's your process? And he said, I don't want to be an actor. I want to be a star. And it, that's just so him throughout this because he's looking for that next big opportunity. It's like he's slowly moving along in the beginning, but every success he has, he has this higher vision for what he's going to do next. And he achieves that. Mm -hmm. And he's done such difficult things in that space. Um, and he was really a pioneer. For all that too. Mm -hmm. Action movies were not like that until he came around. Well, and, and to his point too, the thing I thought was so interesting was that the 80s were just a big decade, right? Yeah. You know, he talked about the election of Ronald Reagan and things were being built and things were over the top. Mm -hmm. I mean, the simple, I mean, um, buildings were, were larger than life, mm -hmm. larger than ever. Um, hair was larger. Everything oh, yeah. was big. Movies were bigger. And so that sort of that's where the action star, so it was a matter of timing too, right? Yeah, because um, it was really, what I had no uh, idea about was the, I'm going to call it, and I'm going to use air quotes here, listeners, rivalry between him and Sylvester Stallone, which stands to reason, I'm really glad they've gotten past that, but also there's a lot of, you know, there were some, was it, I think it was in this documentary that they even commented in the American section, so the, the politician side, which is you sort of you sort of behave a certain way in front of the cameras mm -hmm. after you make a deal with one another beforehand, mm -hmm. but you do that for your constituents. Yeah, and and, and frankly, in the acting uh, or the actor section of this documentary, he's referring to or he and Sly Stallone are being interviewed, and they're mm -hmm. really talking about this this feud they had again mm -hmm. air quotes, but probably a lot of it was driven by the media because these were two larger than life men who were in larger than life action films mm. and one was outdoing the other. And it was like, you killed 20 people. So I have to kill 40 yeah. people. You have to kill 60 people. I mean, I didn't realize it was like that, but it was fascinating. Well, absolutely. And you know, like you said, that's that American, um, excess. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that existed to this film. The decade of excess. Yeah. And to be fair, you know, uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, he spent a long time writing that script for Rocky and shopping it around to mm -hmm. the right person so that he could be able to make that movie with himself. And, you know, he and Arnold were just two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I appreciate how they kept, how he was 
you know, basically commenting on Arnold in the documentary, but they kept it to a minimum, right? You know, it was something where he said... It wasn't overdone. Yeah, where he said, you know, we had a competition, and um, I think it was friendly, but it was also, you know, it's just the spirit Mm -hmm. of outdoing one another. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think that made for better movies each each time yeah so it was really cool to see and then obviously james cameron um right well, changed his life in so many ways absolutely james mm-hmm. cameron was a part of this and arnold you know i wouldn't have known that he almost didn't take the terminator because he didn't want to play villains right he wanted to be the good guy right but it turns out that that was one of the most successful movies of the year right. and then the sequel was one of the highest grossing films of all time yeah so it it's crazy to see just how attached his worth was to his success as yeah, well because yeah. they mentioned that when he played in Last Action Hero, the box office return wasn't very good and the critical he was devastated. And then so you know the media starts kind of saying, "Is this the end of Arnold?" Mm-hmm. And that was like the most devastated he was as an actor. Mm-hmm. And then he got it back with True Lies. Right. So it, it's it's fascinating to see and just how he transitioned out of that success too. Because he was saying, what's next for me? Right. I'm getting a little bit older now. Um, what do I want to do? And he's like, well, you know, governor of California. And it's crazy to me because I think he mentioned in the documentary, usually if you want to be a politician, especially on that level, not only do you have to go through a set of different roles in the politics sphere and know people and have those connections, but also... The governor of California, like being an immigrant from Austria, that's multiple things working against right. you. But he was married to a Kennedy. Yes, he was, <laughs> to be fair. But it's also interesting, given her family history, right. that she allowed him to do so, because I, it also explores a little bit how she was against the idea. At yeah. first. But um, I, I kind of like it, too, because really, Arnold was, he wasn't some like sly sort of, you know, Snake in the grass politician. He was a guy who just genuinely wanted to help, but had no knowledge of what it was like to be in that yeah. lifestyle. I loved his comment about I, I, I'm, I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm going to meetings from nine until five, and all I'm doing is listening. But this is one smart man. Yeah, he he is a thinker. He's a processor, and so even though that information was new to him, and I think he said. Was it there's no college or university in that the world teach that could teach what you learn? Yeah. What about the smoking tent or the, the cigar tent or something? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, that's brilliant, right? Yeah, to our listeners, Arnold uh, was known to basically, he kind of popularized cigars again. And he still smoked them in the, in the documentary. Yeah, absolutely. And so as a politician at his own home, he had this essential smoking tent where the select a uh, few important individuals who were also in politics with them, they would go and share ideas and they would trade ideas. And that got around because people wanted to become a part of that. And that was a really smart thing for him to do because a lot of him, a lot of people looked at him as the movie star trying to play governor. Right. And they didn't take Much him seriously. Like Ronald Reagan. Right. And they didn't take him seriously. But he used Ronald Reagan as an example. He did. And, um, you know, I don't know what the general public's opinion was on Arnold, but it sounds like he did do what he could to reach across the aisle, which was highly unusual, not only in that post 9-11 era, but also, um, you know, just throughout his eight years. He was he was elected again. Yes. And he did um, he did as much as he could to be able to be bipartisan, mm-hmm. even though he was a Republican. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can probably count the number of politicians on my hand who openly admit to trying to bridge the gap between mm-hmm. the two parties. So 
that was um, that was good to hear, and it sounds like he got some endorsement from Barack Obama and quite a few other um, quite a few other important people. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's it's wild just to be able to see that he was able to do that. You know, so I I I, I did appreciate that. But um, yeah, after this, let's talk about his faults. Yeah. Well, let me just say, too, that I really appreciated, um, you know, this is an interesting documentary because at times I felt like there was a a tremendous amount of sadness in it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, he's alone a lot of the documentary, and it Mm -hmm. makes you wonder, okay, you know, after all of this celebrity life, Mm -hmm. right, in all three facets of his life, and there are other facets. Mm -hmm. He was a family man, too, right? Yeah, he was. Um, And the fact of the matter is, is that, he was married to Maria Shriver for 20 plus years, mm-hmm. um, and she really supported him. She really did. Along the way. Uh, and you do know that he is Chris Pratt's father-in-law. Right? Oh, no, I didn't yeah, know that. Catherine Schwarzenegger. Oh, that's so Chris Pratt's wife. So, anyway, um, but there's just a lot to uh, really appreciate. I mean, some of the comments, Jamie Lee Curtis said that uh, he was willing to... Although I was a little confused because mm-hmm. the commentary was about how Arnold, as big as a star as he was, allowed her name to be higher uh, on the on the marquee. Yeah. But when they showed it, his his was first. So, I think he kind of went to bat for her okay. a little bit. And she just said, you know, in this industry, that's unheard of, and you know, he changed my that movie changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was that. I I think he really. I think he really cares about people. Um, he had there were certain people along the way that he was either drawn to out of respect or drawn to because he just appreciated them. Mm-hmm. His his friend that he put in as many movies as he could. Mm-hmm. Um, I've forgotten his name now, but you know that's loyalty. And I, I appreciate that about him. I, I do appreciate that too. It seems like you know obviously we get the really confident Arnold throughout. This yes, because, of course we're going to. To be fair. He has achieved so much that so few could achieve, mm-hmm. but he also seems like he always had his heart in the right place mm-hmm. in terms of building other people up with mm-hmm. him as well. Mm-hmm. He was so focused on his own success, but he didn't leave out those who were working with him too. Right. And I think he had a servant's heart mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and he didn't just have one aspiration to do one single thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's admirable of somebody mm-hmm. to want to go to an aesthetic, um, you know, an aesthetic. Uh, person in terms of bodybuilding to becoming the next action star, but also to serving your country mm-hmm. that you immigrated to and became a naturalized citizen in 1983. Yep. So that's special. And I think, you know, the next part we're going to talk about sort of his scandal that came out around 2010 or so. Yeah. And I was really glad that that was part of this documentary. In fact, I wasn't sure. And then I was reading some headlines and I didn't know they were connected to the documentary. But there were references to what we're about to discuss. So right, I think to be fair, um, they did kind of speed through it a little bit. They kind of glossed over it a little you bit. You think it was in the last thirty minutes of the third episode? <laughs> right, right. But you know, also, well, let's just talk about. It. Okay, uh, Arnold had an affair uh, with uh, their a house, member of their staff. Yeah, with their housemaid um, in 1996. Yes, and. Essentially, his his wife put up with a lot at the time and had her suspicions, but she stuck by him during the campaign trail, mm-hmm. during every single part of it. And in family therapy, it came out that he 
he had not stayed faithful to her. And to her credit, she stood her ground and said, you know, you know, we can't, we can't do this. Like, you know, we're going to split. I remember that being a big thing around 20, 2009, 2010 or so. Um, and that was the low point for him because now Arnold himself is technically alone. He only married once. He hasn't remarried. And I think at this point he, it seems like he's not going to, mm-hmm. but it's tough for me because, you know, I think on this podcast, we obviously would never condone infidelity or anything like that. But never. I I think that despite his faults and the things that he did wrong, he was a net positive on the world in terms of what he was able to give to so many different audiences. And that's a regular citizen as like a politician, just a movie enjoyer as, um, you know, a movie star or, you know, a bodybuilding enthusiast. Mm -hmm. He was able to perform in so many different areas. And I think he had a genuine drive to not only push himself forward, but to better a lot of people's lives. And, you know, when you have that much power, you can get lost in that. You can get lost in that. And you can make some very, very bad mistakes that obviously, you know, it's not like you can just say sorry and walk something like that off. He's, But he's living with it. And I think he understands the impact that that had. And he's doing as much as he can. You know, you, you can never erase something like that, right? No. And I think he acknowledges that. I think... He what he's doing is he tries to it sounds like he tries to be amicable with uh, his ex-wife and he tries to create the best relationship he can with his children and that's been ongoing and what he does now isn't on so so much of a larger scale it's just being useful and doing and I would say that um, one of the things that one of the themes I think of each of the three episodes is knowing how things ultimately ended with mm-hmm. between him and, and Maria Shriver. Um, he is, uh, if you listen to it and watch it again, he's very appreciative and complimentary of her, um, which I appreciate because no matter what else went on in their relationship, what he did is a hundred percent unacceptable and unforgivable in my opinion. So that said, I think one, he acknowledges that he says it's the worst mistake of all mistakes of any mistake one can make and that he knows he hurt her Mm -hmm. and his family in more ways than he could ever imagine hurting them. And, but he does say they have a good relationship. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, he's pictured toward the end of the third act Mm -hmm. doing some artwork with his, I guess, youngest daughter. Mm -hmm. And so I like your comment about net gain. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably, I think that's fair. Um, he has made an impact on a, a large number of people and a number of industries. Um, and uh, the fact that he owns the significant transgression and he was willing to talk about it. Because he could have said, I will do this, but I'm not talking about that. Right. right. And so this really does sort of encapsulate or summarize his life so that we have, we have, I haven't, society has this, um, this narrative Mm -hmm. by Arnold himself chronicling his life for the future. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And And I I think that is really, I think it's a valuable thing. I think it's really important because, um, you know, like we were saying before, I think the man, he knows himself very well. And 
he did take ownership of that. He knows he's accountable. And at a certain point, if you do something like that that really hurts somebody, you'll never be able to take that away. But all you can do is move forward and be the best you can for your family and to the best uh, and to the best of your ability, move on and be good to others and make yourself useful. And I like at the end, he said something to the tune of, you know, when I'm long gone one day, I want people to say, uh, to look at me and say, he made a difference. He did. Isn't that what we all want? I think so. I think so. And I think for him, he's more concerned with the selfless ideal of having been a positive factor to the people around him, but also, you know, just the world. Mm -hmm. And I think he has achieved that. Um, not just as an entertainer, but as a public servant. And in many ways, it's just nobody's perfect. And when you're a celebrity, you, your transgressions are going to be put in the spotlight far more than, you know, an average person who might right. do the same thing. Right. But I think for all the pitfalls he might've had, his life has been, his life has been exceptional. And I think there's a reason that he has his legendary status and he has earned it. And, and I think at this and point, he has earned, and I think we have earned, uh, the documentary. Absolutely. I, I, I absolutely think so. And I do appreciate that he's not trying to chase this next big success. I think he knows. I know. I think he knows he had a great run. There is something to be said yeah. for the celebrity or for the person. You don't have to ever be a celebrity who knows when it's time to just hang it up. Hang it up. And, and hang it up is such a, has such a negative connotation. Mm. But just retire. And reflect on all of the contributions and stop trying to outdo yourself because there are people who do that mm. and it often doesn't end well. So I can think of a number of people who have done that over time and um, I, I, you can't help but respect someone who has achieved so much mm. and has said, I've given it my all, now I'm going to take time for myself and I'm going to stop trying to recreate what frankly you couldn't create again. Exactly. And I think that just leaves a better impact on your legacy. Yep. And it's good to hear 100%. it's good to hear that he just loves caring for his yeah. animals, spending time with his children, uh -huh. and generally just staying active. Because at this point in his life, I think he's earned it with his, you know, huge multi million dollar bank account. Four hundred and fifty million. Yeah, I know. I checked his net worth. I'm sure you did. Um, but you know, it's kinda nice to see him in his house with a donkey in there. Isn't and it? he's feeding it and it just seems like he's He lets them out, they go graze for an hour and a half, mm -hmm. all they eat is all they eat is grass. I mean the man is working around his farm. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be something so big. Mm -hmm. It just has to be something that is it's something that is for him, mm -hmm. but also, you know, it, it it doesn't have to be on this level of celebrity. Right. You know, he just, he sounds like a man who knows he had his time in the spotlight, really enjoyed it, worked for that success. Appreciated it, recognizes and, he didn't do it by himself. Right. And is more than happy to own up to his mistakes and say, you know, I had a great run and I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. Right. Yeah. You can't help but respect that. So Noah, on a scale of one to five Zs, how many, how many Zs are you giving Arnold? Uh, I would give Arnold four Zs. I thought it did a really good job of exploring him in about as full of a way as possible. Um, for the most part, um, it the documentary itself, I think, is not so flattering that it's a puff piece, mm -hmm. but 
does a good job of saying why he's special because he is and i like that it came from his mouth mm -hmm. but also you have celebrity guests like danny devito or sylvester stallone yeah or, or um jay leno yeah or jay leno yeah. just you know popping in to comment mm -hmm. on who that man is and regardless of who you are you know arnold from some aspect of your life right um but this is a great opportunity just to see more about the man rather than just perhaps reading a book but in a smaller, more concise way. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's great. It's like being able to read his entire Wikipedia, but just having it visualized in front right. of you. No, I completely agree. I'm, go, I'm giving it four Zs as well. Um, well worth the watch. Mm -hmm. What a good idea. Whose idea was this to watch this documentary? I can't remember. But anyway, mm -hmm. I highly recommend that our listeners watch uh, the Arnold documentary entitled Arnold on Netflix. I have one last question for you before we move in to check it out. Sure. Of the three episodes... Which was your particular favorite? Honestly, I really liked episode one, but I think I learned the most from the politician uh -huh. because that was when I was young, too young to understand or care about any of that. And I think that's probably the most complete picture of who he's been for the past 20 or 30 yeah, years. Yeah, I think it almost rounds him out a little bit, too. I was least interested in part one. The, the athlete, um, just because, uh, you know, you know he's larger than life. Mm -hmm. You know he is the epitome of everything you think of when you think – everyone will always think of Arnold Schwarzenegger when it comes to bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. But to his credit, that is not the only thing you will think about um, when you hear the word, the name Arnold Schwarzenegger. For me, I think it was episode three as well. Mm -hmm. um, because I think it just rounded them out. Um, I knew about the acting yeah. a lot. There were things I didn't know, of course, but um, I think it got better as it went along, frankly. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good sentiment, and I appreciate that it was able to show him warts and all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is, Arnold on Netflix. Noah gives it four Z's. Greg gives it four Z's. We're moving on to check it out, and I've got a good one. All right. Sounds good. What do you have? All right. There is a show. It is on. It's actually on a. On a streaming network that is has commercials called freebie but it also is on amazon because freebie is well, i forgot the old name of it but anyway it's a part of amazon and it is called jury duty hmm. now if you have not heard of jury duty okay grace has heard of jury duty you must watch jury duty um, it's eight episodes. They are about 25 to 30 minutes apiece. Your mom and I knocked it out in two nights. Oh, wow. Um, it is wildly amusing. And we're talking lightning in a bottle here. So yeah. uh, the whole premise, and I, I won't give too much away, but the whole premise is that it's basically a documentary a sty styled like The, the Office mm -hmm. um, that someone applied for because he was interested in learning more about the jury duty process mm -hmm. right? going to a, to a jury he is the only one who who is authentic everybody else mm -hmm. is an actor oh. and he doesn't know it oh that's funny and it also stars james marsden oh that's great as one of well he's the alternate he, he ultimately can't say anything more mm -hmm. but Everybody is in on it except for this one guy. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the cast. Brilliant. Well, the actors are people you wouldn't recognize, which makes it that much better. Okay. Um, it is hilarious. You have to watch it. Jury Duty, check it out. It is on Amazon Prime and Freebie if you're um, interested in that. 
All right, yeah, that's definitely something Grace and I will check out because she's uh, nodding her head and uh, it's hilarious over here. It's ridiculous. It's great. All right, uh, for my check it out, it's something simple. Um, obviously, you know, we just talked about the Arnold documentary, a great Arnold action movie that you know might not be as remembered um, as many people might say is uh, Commando. That is a fantastic movie, and it's got all of the 80s cheese you could want. I haven't seen it since, what, 1985? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's been around for a long time. All the one-liners uh, that you could need from an action movie, and just generally, it's peak Arnold. It's him in his prime, and it's just a really, really good, I guess, time capsule of just the bombastic action pictures that he really brought up in the first place. So um, I would definitely recommend the movie Commando, but also for Arnold as a comedian, Kindergarten Cop. Kindergarten Cop, which is a film they did not reference in, I noticed in that. the entire series. I noticed that. Or Jingle Ball Way. Yeah, they talked um, about twins. But they talked about twins, which I've never seen. Yeah, but I haven't Kindergarten either. Cop, it's not a tumor. Great, great <laughs> film. Yeah, definitely worth checking out. All right, so... That is our review and uh, episode for this week. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, what do we have going on next week? Next week we have a little bit of a departure. So we did a live uh, uh, podcast back in yes. February that our, our listeners have not heard unless they were in the audience. And yes, we had probably 100 people in the audience or more. And so we wanted our listeners to hear it. Um, so... It's a little bit of a departure. It's not a film review. It is not a docu-series review. It's not really a review, but it's us talking about professional, our professional lives uh, up to this date. Yeah. Essentially, uh, we spoke in front of a uh, group of students and faculty about just, you know, what it was like to be a student worker and our experience within that at our, our alma mater. So if that's not something that interests you, then it is something that interests you. You'll want to listen. It's just a bonus, and it was just a unique experience for us to be able to tape something live. So pretty fun to do, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. Yep. But and then we'll be back to reviewing. We're not sure what our theme is for July just yet, but we will have it for you. Uh, stay tuned. I kind of think we should continue New Movie Month because I want to see Barbie and Oppenheimer and, and Indiana Flash. Jones and The Flash. Yep. Like okay. we're gonna all summer long. It's new. Film, media, yeah. Something like that. That's it. So you'll want to keep coming back. All right. All right. So once again, this has been Arnold, and we thank you for listening. Uh, until next week, I am Greg. I'm Noah. And this is ZZ Talk. We'll be back.